Hi everyone, I'm Chris. And I'm Corey. Join us on our foul-mouthed adventure through the 80s as we answer the questions you didn't know you had, point out the things you missed, and recap the behind-the-scenes stories that likely never happened. You're listening to That's Basically the 80s. back this is our special episode and we're gonna shout this episode out to all of them ladies with big breasts like cassava melons she's your queen actually before we really do that um what the fuck is a cassava melon i don't know but they're fucking bomb for sure because i for sure want to try those so yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that uh i'm gonna slap them around <laughs> <laughs> I want to put them inside a t-shirt and roll them around and see how they feel. <laughs> oh, that's uh, pretty fucked up, but yeah. It's everybody, welcome back. It's a good way to start the episode. Welcome to That's Basically the 80s. Yes. We are doing a special request movie, actually. I requested this one. and I, say, so... I don't remember who requested it, but I guess it was you. <laughs> so we decided to do that one. Actually, since the new one, I think it's out of, out now. It's yep. available now, so we kind of thought, well, shit, let's do Coming to America because everybody that's going to watch Coming to America is going to say, oh, hey, Corey, fuck, you remember watching Coming to America a long mm-hmm. time ago? Yeah, let's re let's rewatch it. And then someone's like, well, what if there's any comedy podcast about it? Let me type it on the Google. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. There it is. You know, because who just sits around and is like, hey, let's watch Coming to America without a reason. But then I remember after I watched it, how funny it was. And so I'm like, well, I probably should have watched this more than I have because I actually laughed a lot. Yeah, it's really good movie. And of course, it starts out, I mean, our podcast style. Mm-hmm. With cassava melons. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You've got the people coming in and they're all just walking in. You don't know what's going on, right? You've got mm-hmm. these hot ladies coming in carrying the baskets of shit. And then you got this one badass guy with a bow tie and a big gold like voodoo head or something on it, mm-hmm. right? And then you look up in the balcony and there's the violin players and there's one dude over there with the piccolo and shit. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, playing music and the prince wakes up to that. He's like, damn, you know, I would like to wake up one time without you guys checking out my morning wood, but whatever. <laughs> I forgot. I was thinking that the very opening scene was him in the bathtub with all the girls, but I guess that's after. Yeah, because then he gets up and then he goes and he's like, hey, guys. It's my birthday. You think I could take shit by myself? Yeah. And they laugh at him, you know, and then he, he goes to wipe his backside by himself. Yeah. And he goes through the whole process. Then they brush his teeth for him and they gargle his throat. Like there's one mm-hmm. guy like jerking his freaking jugular, you know, mm-hmm. gargling. And then, then it goes to the bathroom scene. I mean, then it pops right into it. Then you've got at least four titties and one sweet ass. Because mm-hmm. even Carrie was like, oh, damn, that's a nice ass. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, top notch. That'd be cool if the girl that was, like, cleaning his royal penis had, like, a snorkeling, like, so she could breathe. Because <laughs> she was, like, under there, like, without any air, you know. Right, and then she popped up, you yeah, know. she and popped up like, with a sponge and stuff. She's like, oh, these motherfuckers are clean. He's, he's like, like, ah. He's like, Dad, you know, it takes her three tries because it's so big. Can we just get her a royal snorkel so then she can just go down there one time and just get it done? Because it's starting to, starting to take forever to shower, you know, her bath. <laughs> The royal snorkels. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, so... But yeah, so we get, like, the Prince Akeem, and he's the Prince of... Uh, Zamunda. Zamunda, yeah. And... I love I, it, because they have elephants, mm-hmm. and zebras, and baby elephants, and, you know, just all that cool shit. Like, this is where I want to live. Yeah. 
That'd sure. be pretty awesome. But yeah, he's like, it's like his wedding day, and his dad's like, oh, you're going to get married. And he's like, well, I don't even know this lady. And he's like, oh, that's fine. Ever since she's born, we've trained her to do whatever you want her to do. And he's like, well, that's kind of fucked up. Right. And you can kind of tell, mm-hmm. I think, just from the mom. Because when they sit down and have the dinner, <laughs> it reminded me of Batman, actually. But this came out before Batman, right? It reminded me more of Star Wars. Which one? Just because James Earl Jones was in it. Oh, yeah, because Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying this one scene because when Batman's sitting there with Vicky Bell, they're like 800 feet away. And he's like, hey, mm-hmm. how's it going? You want the salt? And then he's got to fucking run over there, give mm-hmm. him the salt, and then run all the way back. It's like, yeah, it reminded me of that, too. And then they've got the little but voice But then the box. mom's like, oh, he's upset or something. Shit. They're freaking out. He's come down here. Why aren't they throwing royal roses? Oh, yeah, because he's like, I don't even like the roses. And the dad's like, well, fine. Any of you motherfuckers throw roses, you'll answer to me. <laughs> he's like, they're unsettled. <laughs> and they're, they're like, oh, shit. And then they're, they're, I just imagine those three ladies with the baskets, and they're like, go back and be like, well, mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, man. What are we supposed to do for work now? It's just like all he did was just say, I hate roses, and now we're unemployed. Right. Like, we can't go to the bathhouse because there's already a couple there, and we don't want to take their job. So, I mean. I'd take any of their jobs. You'd probably be the royal ass wiper, right? No. You'd be the royal fluffer. I'd be like um, like the royal, uh, what were those melons called? <laughs> royal cassava. <laughs> yeah. You'd actually probably just be the prince, and I'd be the prince's friend. I'm being Arsenio Hall. Yeah, I'd be the stick yeah. fighter with you, and you'd be like, "Look, man, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. titties and sweet ass, and they'll just do whatever you mm-hmm. want. It's like, what do you want? That's what I like about Arsenio Hall because he he runs in, he's like, um, he looks down, he's like, "Hey, where are all the flowers at?" <laughs> After he like gets rid of them, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, look, Your Majesty Queen, you're looking really hot today, you know." And then he kind of mm-hmm. winks at Darth Vader, and he's like, "Darth Vader's like, fuck, I will force choke you out right now, <laughs> but she is looking good, you know." But I, I don't necessarily think that the mom really liked it because I kind of had this conversation with Carrie because I paused it because the mom looks at him and says, look, you'll learn to love each other. Mm-hmm. And so just that, just the way that that was worded. Yeah. I want to get a little bit deep real quick because we're always goofy and I'll talk with you a little bit and then I'll tell you what me and Carrie talked about. So she says, you'll learn to love each other. Do you think that that's a thing? Like you get stuck in a situation or whatever. Can you learn to love someone? Um... Well, there's a fine line between love and nauseousness. That's what she says in the show. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I would assume that that's the case because there's been, I mean, like all of our grandparents or grandparents' parents were all like, you know, got married super young. I think like my grandma on my stepdad's side, I think that they were, I think that like they were like 16 and 17 or something when they got married. Right. And there's like eight people in this town and four mm-hmm. in my family and four in yours. So, yeah, this like, is it. And they've loved each other for, 50 years and they're all like religious well like 100 years whatever the fuck and they're like religious and stuff so i think like maybe that's so i guess happens. i was just comparing it to being like falling in love with each other mm-hmm. or do you learn to just live with somebody and then learning to love them or just there and so basically carrie says yeah you can learn to love somebody excuse me sorry i'm having a beard it's kind of getting <laughs> bubbling up on me <laughs> but carrie says yeah you can learn to love somebody because i guess just falling in love with somebody mm-hmm and then just being with them, and then you just you know that it's gonna be that way since they were arranged, and they just said, "Well, it's this is it." Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Okay," but she didn't seem like a drone, like the future wife of Eddie Murphy of Akeem. Right. Akeem, yeah. Maybe she was, and then mm-hmm. she grew into whoever she was. But the other lady was definitely just a like a robot lady, yeah. you know. She's like that Austin Powers fembot something. But... Oh yeah, Arsenio Hall's character's name is Semi, by the way. Semi? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think uh 
that I guess you could like learn to work. That's probably like what marriage is and love is, is like constantly working on it and changing. Cause I don't think you can just like, like if I fell in love with somebody at 18, they wouldn't be the same person. Um, now that I'm 36, I was looking at our Tiffany doll from Chucky. I was thinking, uh, (laughs) I think we're alone now, Tiffany. Um, so yeah, like you, people evolve and change. So you have to grow with them. Otherwise you grow apart from them. So I think in that way you have to like learn to love people every single day, you know, like when you married Carrie, you didn't know that she didn't know that you were going to make a podcast that talked about Mazumba melons and cassava melons, cassava melons and fucking talking about how big or little your dick is on the air for, you know, an amount of people every week. Ginormous. We'll cut that part out. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, whatever, you know. She's really good at jumping on one leg, that girl, and doing cow and chicken and (laughs) dog noises. It was pretty good. He's like, bark like a dog. Mm -hmm. And she's barked. He's like, bark like a big dog. I mean, she was on spot. Yeah, I mean, she did her shit. It was cool. Yeah, he's like, what do you... What's your favorite food? Whatever yours is. And then, what, what's this? And then he's like, I want you to disobey me. And she's like, no. He's like, fuck. <laughs> by, by doing that, she was disobeying right. him right there. So it was like, it was like that roundabout. Yeah, you know? she fucking, she did a mind fuck on him. She gave him that uh, Rick Astley paradox. You've heard of that, right? If he never gives you up, but also never lets you down. Right. Then, no, I, I'm just making it up. I've never heard of it. So he's like, never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. So if you're like, hey, Rick Astley, can I borrow your copy of the movie Up? Oh, yeah. And then he's never going to give you up, so then he won't. But then, in that same way, he lets you down because he doesn't. So he put himself in that Rick Astley paradox, you know? That's true. And then, in turn, she Rickrolled him. So Mm -hmm. that's the thing. He could go buy a new copy of Up for someone. Yeah, but then he could still never give it up. Never give you up. He can never give you up. But he could take you up. He could take you up. And you could still. You could take up. Yeah, but he's never going to give you up. (laughs) silly it's just like the time travel paradox you just go and you'll just Mm -hmm. you'll never figure it out but yep so then uh fucking eddie murphy's like i want to go um find my own wife and like figure out because i've never left this um zamunda and i want to go to my own place and his dad's like oh you want to go get fucking freaky right you want to sew them royal yeah and he's like no i want to go find my own wife and he's like whatever he's like hey man don't you fuck the bath girls i mean i do right <laughs> he's like we've never talked about this before if you're not ready and he's like no i like the baths those are just fine um you, when you hired todd i was a little confused but i mean like he's great too he know? likes to be forced choked just yeah. like everyone else it's like, like the baths are fantastic um but then uh, him and Semi, they're like, well, we're going to go off on a vacation. He's like, hell yeah, let's go for 40 days. Like, cause they, they're like at the wedding and then, um, James Earl Jones comes out and he's like, everyone, the wedding will be in 40 days. Bye. Get the fuck out. <laughs> and they're all sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, what about dinner? Right. You know, um, just get out. But then they're like, where should we go? And he's like, well, heads or tails, we'll go to New York or LA. Boom. They're going to New York. And then he's like, where are we going to find some badass ladies? And they're looking on the map. Oh shit. There's a place called Queens. Let's go there. Let's go there. Which in the eighties was like the slums of New York, right? I think because possibly, the other, I don't because really the know. Tax, taxi driver was like, "Do you want me to take you like Manhattan or whatever, man?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "No, I'll take us to Queens." Right. I only remember this because Carrie brought it up, and she's like, "Well, Queen, Queens is like the the bad part mm-hmm. or whatever, you know." Possibly but not. In the 80s, not yeah. to offend any of you in Queens, you know. I love you guys. I'd go there, but I think well. A lot of those neighborhoods have been, like, descended upon by the hipsters and, like, fancied up and stuff. I don't know any of the five boroughs or ten boroughs or however many there are and which ones are more 
Well, I really have no frame of reference. <laughs> I, I have a friend that lives out in uh, New York, and I uh, I was texting there like a year ago, and I was like, um, I was like, oh, you should send me a picture of where you live. Is it like crazy and, and like all the New York, like you see like New York in the in movies and stuff? And she's like, no, like look, and and she showed me, and it was just it like looked like it was just like downtown Salt Lake, and I was like, oh fuck, like, and I think she lives in like. And she so there was there was a lot of Mormons there. Is what <laughs> <Yeah>. you're saying? <laughs> I was, but it, it looked just like a not like what I would expect New York to look like. And I was like, oh shit. Well, we have a friend that lives in New Jersey now, so mm-hmm. I guess we could go crash in his place and then take a and then go like, to the a UTA, not a UTA. What do what do they have trains or something that'll go yeah. from all those big cities? They've got trains, planes, and automobiles. Nice. Um, yeah. So, anyways, if anyone is from New York and wants to take us. Uh, on a trip out there to show us so we know what the fuck we're talking about. That'd be great. Yeah, give us some real-life input because I can Google pictures of New York. I'm going to see King Kong climbing the Empire State Building and I'm going to see Michael Jordan slam dunking on the New York Knicks and Patrick Ewing. (laughs) (laughs) And what else am I going to see in New York? Some pizza. Uh, The old blue eyes. Yeah. Frank. Frank. And, you know, so that's all I can Google. In New York. I'm going to probably see a boat chase out by Long Island or something, you know, and then the Statue of Liberty is going to be waving her torch. But we're not going to see whatever's real. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 20-something million people there. Give us some real shit. I want to go to New York and see, like, a fucking hot dog guy talking to, like, the detectives. You mean a like, Coney guy? And he's like, yeah, yeah, officers, I seen that girl. She was fucking a corn dog. Down on 7th Street, but I don't know nothing about that. I got a wife and kids. You want to. And then Ice T's like, you a real motherfucker. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then it's like, dun dun. <laughs> That's that Law and Order shit. I love it. So, anyways, that was a tangent. Yeah. So, let's get back to the movie a little bit. <laughs> they go to New York, and then they're walking through with all their gold and stuff. And he's right, like, and he's got shoulder pads for days. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, where's the tryouts for the New York Giants? And he's just like, that, that's what I thought of because his, I mean, he he had the that big cape on. Mm-hmm. I mean, his dad had a lion, but he right. didn't have a lion. No, but so he, he wanted to fit in. Yeah, because and then his shoulder pads were just like out there. That was the eighties. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dolly Parton was the only one that had stronger shoulder pads in working nine to five. Yeah, but she had bigger. She had like the world record of cassava melons too. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um. So then, yeah, they're like. Um, he talks to Sammy and he's like, remember, we were trying to fit in. And he's got, he's got like a hundred servants walking with all of his luggage. And he walks out and he's like, halt and he, to that taxi cab. And he's like, he stopped and he's like, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> you know, and he's like, take <laughs> that us was, That was Jake again. The uh, bodybuilder, you remember? Oh, yeah. We talked about him in another movie. I can't remember what one it was, mm-hmm. but that was Jake. It was the, um, it was, the uh, was it the one with John Candy? Maybe. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Mm-hmm. It might have been, but yeah, that was Jake the fucking lifter, the body by Jake guy. Yeah, yeah, I did remember that. Um, and then they're like, "Take us to He's somewhere." Part of the Yanni Depp Club again. Take us to somewhere fucking awesome. He's Take like, us to. You guys want to go to Manhattan? Medi- and he's like, "No, we want to go to the poor place or something." Take us to Queens, the most mediocre place, the most common, the common. most common place you can find. He's like, Queens got a lot of common places, and he takes them to where they're gonna stay in their hotel. And he's like, hey, is this shitty enough for you? Right. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is <laughs> I love how positive he is the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. Then, like we said, they pulled up and they are going to rent a place. And the guy's like, you got money? What the fuck? You know? And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, give us some, give us a room. And all their stuff gets stolen. And he's like, don't worry about it, man. 
And then he's like, they give him the room where the freaking dog was murdered. Other dude was murdered. The caution tape was still up. He's like, this is perfect. He's just, I, that's kind of refreshing to me a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? I he mean, it, this is normal. a comedy and stuff, but I just liked how he was always just upbeat and just, no matter how shitty it was, mm-hmm. he was just soaking it in and experiencing it. Oh, know, yeah. Because everything in life is an experience. You walk down the street, you get, you go to Canada and you get stabbed or robbed by a guy with a knife. Mm-hmm. That did happen. It's an experience, you know? It's a good story. I mean, unless you die or are permanently maimed. That is an experience, too. It's a future later. It's a future story later. It's not an experience I would want to get in stab, but it would be an experience. Right. But um, you missed, like, you kind of glossed over one of the favorite parts of the movie. I like when he walks in to show, because it's like active crime tape and stuff, and he's like, it's a shame what they did to that dog. And there <laughs> right. dogs, like, there's like a dog tape laying right. on there. That part made me laugh. Because they tape around where mm-hmm. the bodies were and everything. And they taped around the dog. It's a shame what they did to that dog. <laughs> and that kind of reminded me of when we talked about I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about this before. It says, uh, oh, man, this motherfucking dude died. Or that lady died. Or there was a whole bus of nuns that died. You know, mm-hmm. that little puppy died. And then we all focus on that. Right. Which is pretty cool. Hell yeah. Or shitty. I don't know. One of the two. But he's like, oh, we'll take it. This this room will be perfect because he wants to live like come like he doesn't want to live like he's royalty he wants to go there and find someone maybe that he'll love that'll love him for him and so then he's like well we got to get a job so that's when he goes and finds mcdonald's right well no mcdowell's yeah so what happens is they end up going out and getting regular clothes yeah and then they hit the barber and then he's like, hey, I want you to spruce up my hair a little bit. And then he cuts off his little rat tail. Mm-hmm. Like, That'd be eight bucks. And then they go out and hit the bar scene, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. We'll talk about the bar scene and stuff in a bit, but just lay down a timeline. Then they come back and they're like, they hit the barber up again. He's like, man, there's a bunch of fucking freaks out there, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't go to the bar to find a good lady. Follow me. And then they go to the Black Awareness Convention. Uh-huh. And then he sees the lady doing a fundraiser. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gets their address to the McDowell's. Uh-huh. And then that's when they that's go when there. That's he goes and gets yeah. the job. Yeah. And that's uh, that introduces a bunch of other awesome characters. Like, I really liked um, that music that they did. It was uh, Sexy sexy Jonathan or whatever that was, like, playing the music. <laughs> like, after. It was it, Sexy Chocolate. Sexy Chocolate, yeah. <laughs> and it was Sadie like, Murphy so singing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think we should take a commercial break okay and then we'll jump back in at the bar scene and then go into like the sexy chocolate and then we'll go on from there how's that sound perfect all right ladies and gentlemen we are back and like always i'm going to take a little bit of time and throw a random 2000s movie at Corey this time he doesn't know what's coming but i know he's seen it and I know he knows the ins and outs and all of the details of this movie series. My question is, Corey, do you want the movie series in whole or do you just want the original? Mm, either or. Okay, hit me up with the Twilight series. Um, I don't know that much about it. I know I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've never seen Twilight? Um, I mean, yeah, I definitely made up a drinking game to Twilight. So, like, I'm famous for that. Every time Ashley Green's hot, yep. take a shot. You take a shot every time Alice is hot. From, Alice is hot. Yep. It's Ashley Green, right? Mm-hmm. Ashley Green's her name, yep. You take a shot every time. Well, actually, what it is is you take a shot every time Alice is hot or Charlie has a mustache. Nice. So, you actually 
It's been known to kill people, but it's a great drinking game. Yeah, but if you're a vampire, you'll just come back. Mm-hmm. If you're a werewolf, I don't know, do werewolves come back? I think the only thing that can kill them is like mm-hmm. silver and big dicks. Right? If I was a werewolf, I'd come on some backs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Out in the wild. Um, <laughs> Continue. But, yeah, those movies are so silly. And they're kind of fun. Like, they're not, they're bad and they're cheesy and stuff, but they're not like the worst movies in the world. They're kind of fun, you know? How like, many are there? I don't know. Like, it's kind of like Harry Potter where the last one was like parts one and two. Because I think I've actually only seen the first three and then I stopped after that. Yeah, I think there might be five. Like, maybe one, two, three, and then four and five are the last two. Or it could be one and two and then three and four are the last two. Because didn't we go. I never saw the last ones. Mm-hmm. There has to be five or something. But didn't we go to the movie together once? Yeah. We went to one of them. How'd that work out? I'm fairly certain we got super drunk, or at least I did. Now, from what I remember is me and Carrie showed up early, bought our tickets, and went in. Oh, yeah. And I had to go buy a <laughs> ticket by myself, And right? then you had to show up by yourself. You're like, yeah, I want to go watch New Dawn. <laughs> yeah. Alone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You guys went and got two tickets, and went, and I had to go in there. I'm like, oh, my friends are inside. And the ticket person's like, yeah, sure they are. Who's your friends? <laughs> Alice and Charlie. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> um, but... Uh, me and my brother-in-law, Brett, we went to uh, two midnight releases for the actual DVDs of this movie. Really? We went to one in Utah because um, my sister, his wife, and our other, and my other sister were super into Twilight. They were like Twihards like crazy. So they Were, were like they Team that. Edward or Team Jacob? Um, I think that they were kind of a mixture of both. Like they one of like them was one. Just all do both at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. Um, you know what they call that? Stumping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we uh we went to the one uh in our local town and it was like a midnight pre pre release um for this movie and they're doing like uh, uh trivia questions and stuff and so me and my brother in law Brett we're like sitting there and we've got flasks and we're drinking whiskey the whole night and we're all drunk because we have to be here it uh, we got there at like ten o'clock and they wouldn't release the movie for us to buy till 12.01 and so they're doing all this trivia and we're just wandering around this video store and hanging out and so they start doing trivia and every single question they ask or answer brett and i are yelling out ashley green's hot or charlie's mustache for everything and then uh probably about like 11:30 or so the this kid that's up there running the trivia goes all right and this question at least two of you will know what does the main character's father have on his face and he just looks at us and we look at each other we're like a mustache and he's like you guys got it it's a mustache and we're like yeah and everybody was cheering for us and stuff that was fucking wild yeah what a thing man well i mean you know that's not anything about the movies but you know what that is that's definitely the 2000s got it i got the fucking name right see if you've never heard us before we're called that's basically the 80s but then we were doing 90s movies, and I said, that's totally the 90s. And then we changed it to 2000s, and I keep messing up that's because to- I want to say that's totally the 2000s because it makes more sense. But we weren't forward thinking enough. Because of the TNTs. Yep. So now it's actually, that's definitely the 90s. That's that's definitely the 2000s. That's totally the 90s. And that's basically the 80s, which these are all um, copyrighted by us so we can make future podcasts about it. Yeah, them. and that's uh, pretty much the bullshit from us, you know. Yep. So continuing on. Nope. We're not continuing on yet. Nope. I've got a five-star review to shout out on Apple Podcasts that you didn't even know about. We might as well throw a few plugs in here while you're looking that up. Let's uh, remind everybody to log on 
go to our new website, www.thatsbasicallythe80s.com. That's eight zero, not the letters. Mm -hmm. And from there, you can click, you can listen to our episodes. We're slowly adding all of our old episodes, but all of our new ones, Corey is fucking slamming those on there because he's the tech guy. I'm, I'm here for the looks. He's here for the tech. I'm also here for the looks. You're just here True. for the uh, headbands. True. No, I wear the headbands. You have whatever that's called this, that you're wearing. This is called a bandana. Yeah. And from there, you can also get on our Patreon link, which, um, are we going to talk about this? Go ahead. Yes. So we were just part of a competition, a voting competition, and there was multiple- An award ceremony? Yeah. I mean, we fucking win when we join things. It's basically if you throw us into the Olympics, everyone else quits. Um, we were voted best Patreon to subscribe to. So yes. that's all I'm saying is check out our Patreon. The award-winning Patreon. It was the Self-Made Indie Podcast Awards, or hashtag SMIPA. That's right, and we'll and throw some shit up there for them. Yeah, shout out to everybody that participated in it. There's a bunch of winners in a whole bunch of different categories. We were victorious in one of them. Mm. So sign up for our Patreon. We'll get you some gear. We send out some merch to everybody. and We got some new fucking magnets. Magnets, stickers, business cards. Um, we're working on some t-shirts and some hoodies. You know, We've got posters, all mm. the good stuff. So I think Corey has finished looking up his stuff that I interrupted. So just remember to go to our website, go to our Patreon, and subscribe and share with your friends. Yeah, that super helps us out, um, sharing the episodes and everything, for sure. So I have a five-star review to read out. Uh, it says, excellent. That's the tagline of it. And it says, I love Chris and Corey's breakdown of 80s movies. This is one of my favorite podcasts. Funny, good vibes, and a rad time, A+. And that is from Paige... 87 and that is uh page from uh reverie true crime podcast and she's awesome and, definitely... and she also sends out some badass shit with her patreon too yep we shouted out um the stuff that i got when i signed up for her patreon uh the other day and uh i'm gonna buy a hoodie from her uh in the next day or two because i was looking through her merch on there and i was like fuck you know what that hoodie looks awesome so i am gonna buy it that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, Paige, when you hear this, I think that you're awesome, and um, I would say let's collaborate sometime. But in case, like, I don't want to just like get an unsolved murder on myself, and that's probably the only time we ever would. So <laughs> let's not collaborate, <laughs> but let's continue to be awesome friends. Then I'm sitting here like, hey, Paige, you remember that time that me and Corey were talking? And she's like, yeah, like we don't do that anymore. Do you know what happened? No, oh, it's unsolved. Uh, yep. Who else you got? Anyone else you want to shout out? No, I'm good. We spent. I don't know, five minutes talking about our shit. Four cool. minutes. So we should jump back into the movie. All right. We were going to start off them going to the bar because they hit all the bars in Queens, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't remember them going to all the bars. Do they go to... Well, when I only they... remember one. Yeah, they only showed one. Okay. But then when they came back and talked to the barber, he's like, well, did you go to the bar? And, he, and they're like, we went to every bar in Queens. But all they just the, showed them meeting all the different women. Yeah, because they were just sitting in the booth, and they had they had the Siamese twins. Mm -hmm. They had the lady that wouldn't stop talking, so they fell asleep. Mm -hmm. They had the uh, didn't they have like the two rap battle twins, the beatboxers, mm -hmm. and they had the big lady that was Arsenio Hall. Yeah, and I love both you guys up in Arsenio Hall. <laughs> does a spit take of his water. So, mm -hmm. so they're like, yeah, we're not going to meet any awesome women down here what's going on and then that's when the three barbers are talking and uh he's like no you got to go to um a place where the like good yeah he's like go to the black awareness 
convention. And that's when they head off and they go over there. And then you've got Arsenio Hall being like the reverend. <laughs> he was so greasy. <laughs> yeah. And and he played it so well because that's what they wanted, right? They wanted mm-hmm. that like greasy creeper yeah. vibe. And he killed it. Like it was funny. like, you can tell there's a lord. Cause... Yeah, because look at that ass. Look at them titties. Mm-hmm. Only God can make that, you know? Yeah. He's like, Hugh Hefner and Larry Flint, they can take pictures of it, but they can't create it. That's God's work. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, preach <laughs> at that point, you know? <laughs> and then Arsenio Hall, or uh, what's his name again? Siri? Semi. Semi. Semi's like, look, dude, those are the best girls in Queens. Just pick one and let's go home. I'm tired of this shit, you know? And that's when he sees the McDowell girl. Mm-hmm. And he's and then he's like, "Here's all of my fucking money. Yeah. I'm gonna put all my money in here." And then um, I really liked that music, uh, the song that they kept singing for um, her current boyfriend with the uh, "Let Your Soul," like <laughs> that that music. Oh, the soul, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the soul glow, the soul glow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is music. That music I just kept singing because he's just like, "Let your soul go." He keeps hitting that high note and stuff, and he's all spraying the shit in his hair. And, oh, that, was so, that was so good. For sure. It. Um, but yeah, so he meets her, and he gives her a whole bunch of money. And then he's like, well, I got to know her more, so I'm going to go get a job at McDowell's. Right, and then he makes his, him and Sammy, they go get a job. And he's like, have you ever mopped before? And he's like, here you go. And he's just like pushing the mop yeah. bucket around. And he's like, well, fuck And the just- dad's like, the dad of that girl, the boss of McDowell's, he's like, don't use the bucket. It'll just confuse you. <laughs> And then it had Louis, is it Louis Armstrong? Mm-hmm. I love him. He played a voice actor in a lot of things. He played, there was a cartoon called Life with Louis or Louis something mm-hmm. where he played a kid that I watched a shitload of. Yeah, I really like that show too. And that was, yeah, I mean, that was just another good actor. And also it had, I just want to shout out a few of the cameos, Cuba Goody Jr. Mm-hmm. And when he came on, I was like, Carrie, is that Cuba Gooding Jr.? And she's like, who's that? It's the kid getting his hair cut. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, he's actor. And, you know, we kind of jump around a lot. <laughs> Speaking but... of jumping around, I can't. Um, I, I was going to just try to interject, but then you kept going. It's um, definitely Louis Anderson. Louis Armstrong is like a jazz <laughs> piano singer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Louis Armstrong? Yes. <laughs> Or Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson. Okay. Louis Armstrong is a jazz, like a um, like a trumpeter. And I loved his two year plan. He's like, I started out mopping, uh-huh. and now I'm washing lettuce, and then, and then be, I get to cook fries. Then I'm gonna be assistant manager. That's where the big bucks happen. That's right. Right. <laughs> All right, we got off track there. So they're working there, and I think the first time that they show some impression is when we get. Our great cameo, and this is also our first Samuel L. Jackson movie, when he comes in. Tell me what you think about his character. It's kind of like his character from Pulp Fiction. From every movie he's ever <laughs> he's made. just yelling with a gun. Listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> you know? But, uh, he's yeah, he's robbing the place. And then, um, uh, what's his name? Eddie Murphy, I forgot again. Prince. Akeem? Akeem, yeah. I don't know why. He's like, I got this fucking yeah. mop stick. He fucking mops him and then uh whips him and then uh semi jumps over and grabs gun he's like they're definitely on point mm-hmm. he's like freeze you elephant eared bitch right because he pulls out the, sh- the switchblade he's yeah. like look i'll fucking get you and he's like no you won't no, you won't um and then the owner of mcdowell's father mcdowell he's like man you guys are awesome that guy's robbed us like five times keep he's your come back 
Friday night open. Sunday night. You keep your Sunday night open. I got something special for you. And he thinks <laughs> that he's getting like invited to a nice party, but it's really because that crappy dad's going to make him work his nice function <laughs> instead. Right. They make him be the valet and then be the <laughs> champagne guy. Right. Um, but, I mean, from there, he kind of... Uh, the fancy guy with the nice hairspray money, he just tells um, the girl's dad, like, oh, I'm going to marry her. And then he announces it. He's like, oh, these guys are getting married. And then she's pissed. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And she's like, whatever, I don't want to marry you. And then he goes and talks to her. And that's when there's a little bit more um, kind of connection happening between the two of them. We kind of missed my favorite character. Who? The sister. Oh, she's awesome. Oh, yeah, I love her. So I'm going to bounce back just a little bit because we glossed over her. Because... They show them both at the um, convention, and she's serving surprise and stuff. And then it shows up, and she's dancing at the house, right, with the sister. And she's just having a good time. And then she has a little conversation with her sister, and she's like, oh, you got this present, so are you putting out? And she's like, look, not everybody has to do that. Not everybody thinks like that. And she's like, yeah, they do. Just some of us admit it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go on the double date. Oh, to the basketball game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's when he, he he's sitting there, and he's like, She's like, oh, take off your jacket. And she gives him that big old handy Joe right there in the middle of the game. He's yeah. like, fuck yes. <laughs> and everybody's looking at him like, what? He's like, oh, I, I, I it's only halftime. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well. my favorite part, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that is a good part of the movie because he goes and he's like standing in line for the bathroom. And then another um, citizen of right, uh, the Tuesday Monday guys yeah, come up and they, they come up and he's like, oh, you're the the king, your highness, and he starts like bowing to him and everything and kissing his hands and stuff. And then um, her name's Lisa McDowell, and, and she's like, who's that? And he's like, oh, just a man that I met in the bathroom. <laughs> and he's uh, like praising like, him and stuff. That's weird, like, but that's weird. I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, but that kind of shows um, that her boyfriend is kind of a jerk. Like he's sitting there being all like disrespectful and stuff. Yeah. He's like, oh, do you fight monkeys back in Africa? And all like all this piece of shit stuff, like being so rude to him right. and everything. And he's like, oh, do you guys even know what a basketball is in your country? And he's like, oh, we play soccer. We play football, but you guys, football, call, you guys soccer. call soccer. Yeah. He's just being a shithead to him. Um, and Lisa's kind of like, she's noticing that he's being rude to him, you know, and she's kind of like taking sympathy on him and stuff. Um, I mean, I'll take a sympathy hand job anyway. <laughs> that'd be like an awkward conversation like later like i mean i am interested in you but you know that basketball game we went to (laughs) yeah the sister's like well i mean you know i gave him a hand job and then after you went married him i hooked up with your ex fiance and we got together you know so she's like he's like hear me out i'm thinking about hiring your sister as a cleaning person (laughs) hotel (laughs) she's like like, before you get mad, before uh, this is tradition, we have a bathing crew. <laughs> Look, she's she meets the qualifications. We d- I did a pre-screening on her a few months ago. <laughs> you know, don't worry. There's Come. no threat of drowning yeah. because we have royal snorkels. There's now. royal snorkels. There's a four hundred one k. Um, it, it's it's a great job. You know, all benefits, health benefits. <laughs> you know, we even do like a per diem, a housing per diem. <laughs> It's fucked up, but that's uh, funny. It's um, probably reality. Probably, yeah, right. Uh, where are we at here? So, anyways, they start falling in love with each other, and she's like, uh, that only, that other guy, but this kind of like um, puts the problem into the movie, because like, romantic comedies like this have to have the part where like the girl gets all mad that, at the guy because he lied to her. So, he... She Lisa is upset because um, the guy only wants he, her father only wants her to marry 
that guy because he's rich. Right. And so then, of course, uh-oh, um, Akeem's rich, so that's going to lead right, to the dad problems. finds out that he's rich because he's hiding it because they go to the museum and he's like, oh, fuck, there's a picture of me. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go get laid. Mm-hmm. Then he shows up and sees all the rose petals and he's like, I mean, I don't want to fuck you right now, but right. later. Then they go home. Yeah. Well, then... that's, I was going to say like that, all that stuff happens, but um, I want to talk about um, like Semi and he starts to kind of get... Uh, He's like, fuck this, I want to go home and stuff. But, um, right, because he, he doesn't want to get up for yeah, work he's or like, anything. I'm not going to go to work and stuff. And then um, Akeem's like, well, if you're tired of living in a crappy place, why don't you fix this place up? And then he leaves and he comes back and it's like all decked out in nice stereo right, and like a hot tub Lisa and back. stuff. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, I can't bring her in here because she thinks I'm poor. He's like, what'd you do? He's like, I fixed the place up. And he takes all his money. And then he's like, we got to leave. And then Lisa is like, well, I think that you're just afraid of to show me your apartment. And he's like, you have assumed correctly. And so then he leaves. Um, they leave. And he's like, you clean up all this shit. And he takes all of his money. And then they go off on that walk. And then there's a really awesome cameo um, during this walk. So they're like walking down um, by the river and everything or whatever, wherever it could have been. Right. Um, the ocean it doesn't matter but then he's got that uh mcdowell's bag full of money and so he hands it to um some homeless people and then he keeps walking and she's like what'd you give them and he's like oh i just give them a little bit of pocket change and the guy opens up the money and he looks at it and he's like he, he looks and he's like what the heck he's like look and then the guy's like no i'm sleeping he's like fuck fuck you like wake up look and then he, he's like what do you want and he shows them all the money and they and then they're like we're back in business that's the um two uh villains from trading places good the, i'm glad that you <laughs> knew that because i knew that they were there was something awesome there and i didn't mm-hmm. have time to look it up i'm like because i asked her i go who the fuck are those guys yeah. i know it <laughs> So, yeah, those are the the two. Um, is it antagonists? Those are the bad guys. Protagonists, I think, are the good guys. Uh, but the two antagonists from Trading Places, which nice. is that Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy movie. Right. Um. So yeah, that's who they are. But um, that was just kind of a cool shout out that that they threw in there. Um. And then, uh. Anyways, so uh, Semi doesn't have any money, and so then he goes to send a telegram. And he writes Western this, Union. yeah, Western Union. He writes it, and then he hands it to the girl, and she's like, "You really want me to send this?" And he's like, "Why? What's wrong with it? Read it out loud." And she's like, "Dear your Royal Highness, we're out Dear of money. <laughs> yeah, we're we're out of money. Please send us one hundred thousand American dollars." And then uh, was it three hundred? I thought it was yeah, one hundred thousand. I thought it was one hundred. And then and he's she, like, "Should I make it four hundred? And then she's and then like, she's like well, I don't know. And he's like, know. you're right, 500. 500. Yeah. And then she's like, well, shit, while you're asking, why don't you make it a million? Um, and then all of a sudden, too much. Right. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, here comes uh, the king and the whole royal court and everybody. And they're pissed because they're like, where the hell is my son? You know, like he was supposed to be out here just for a little while. He's supposed to be out here fucking and that's it. Mm-hmm. Now he needs more money. Come on. Oh, well, it's probably because the, the way that. Um, Semi wrote the letter like we are in dire straits and we've ran out completely out of money because the father probably wouldn't have minded he's like shit I'll send you another million who cares because they're rich but I think when he said like we're in dire straits and everything that's what made them alerted to come right and then he strong arms and he opens the door and he screams yeah that part <laughs> was funny open the door ah! <laughs> and he closes it but before then um, Eddie Murphy um, he's like we're gonna move out so he goes and talks to the landlord he's like we need a better place because my roommate fucked this one up. And he's like, did you steal all this stuff? And he's like, no, we didn't. And he's like, okay, you guys can live in my shithole of an apartment. I'm going to live here. Is it 
is it poor? Oh right. yeah, it's a real shell. Oh yeah, it's a real shell. <laughs> um and so yeah, the the family shows up and that's where you got to when um cuz they're again going back to uh Akeem's house and then he sees the all the rose petals on the ground. He's like, "Shit, my dad's here." Right? Yeah. And that's another great part of the movie I thought is when he cuz they end up in the barber shop. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, he lives up on that fifth floor, you know, like a whatever. Right. Uh, and then he opens the door. And I love the guy. He's sitting in the hot tub and he's like, you're not a key. And he's like, fuck, I know. Yeah, I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did really like the, uh, I, I love the barbershop guys, though. They're so funny. They're always arguing about who's the best boxer in the world and stuff. And uh, I like how they walk in and he just looks at the prince. And he's like, he's like, oh, how's it going? And he's like, I'm prince from... Um, Zamunda, and I'm here for my son. Or I am the prince from Z- the king. Z- uh, the king from Zamunda, and he's like, "Ah, oh, that's cool with me." That chair will be open in a second. He goes back to his conversation, like he <laughs> like they don't care, you know. Them. Who the fuck's gonna yeah. clean up these flowers? <laughs> Those barbershop people. They yeah, I don't care if you're the king or whoever. You know, I love when they argue over Clash's clay. He's like, "Look, this is America. You right. can change your name, or whatever." Yeah, you can... And he's like, "Nope, fuck you." His mom gave him that name, his Muhammad mama, Ali. Ain't his shit. mama named him Cassius. I'm gonna call him Cassius. This is America. You can call yourself Muhammad. That's fine. Um, that was a fun conversation. But they're all just always arguing. Do you know the big white Jewish guy is actually played mm-hmm. by Eddie yeah, Murphy? It was that. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I liked his joke at the very end. That's at the very end of the movie. But um, so yeah, they're like, "Who's going to clean up all these flowers?" And they bounce out of there. Um, but uh, Eddie Murphy, as the that old Jewish guy, he's like, he's like, "Oh, I like this." Um, and he's petting the lion. He's like, "What is that? Uh, is that, is that, is that velvet? Yeah, or? is that velvet or something?" <laughs> it's like that's motherfucking Mufasa. Yeah, I got. I'm Mufasa. No, this is Scar. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but then they go to the McDowell's house, and that's when the McDowell dad's like, oh, shit, these guys are rich, rich. <laughs> and I love how um, the doorbell rings that whole sequence. Like, the doorbell rings, and he's like, hold on one second. He runs up there, and he opens the door, and it's uh, the curly hair like guy, and he closes it and then runs back. The and he's not like, Lionel Richie yeah. guy. He's like, anyways, how's it going? And it rings the doorbell again. He comes back up, and he's like, look, man. She don't like you no more. And he slams Get the, the fuck door. Out. <laughs> he rings the doorbell again, and then he's like, "All right, I warned you." And he gets his tiny little dog. Attack him! <laughs> <laughs> I thought there'd be more to that, but nope. He just they just dumped that guy, and Lisa just dumped him, and that was the end of it. Well, and at the end, he knocks on the sister's mm-hmm. door, and she's like, "Oh, let's get you out of them wet clothes." You know right. what I'm saying? She got some action there for a little bit, um, but then Lisa is like, she. He's talking to the father, and the father's like, "He's rich. He's a he's got his own money." And then he's like, "No, look, he's got his actual own money, and he's on a hundred dollar bill of Zamunda money." And then she's pissed, so she goes up into her room and cries. And then the dad, the king, comes, and he's like, "He don't love you. He's got a wife back home. He was just coming here to get just laid, bang some hoes, mm-hmm. you know." Yep. Is you one of them? He's like, "I got hoes, mm-hmm. different area yeah. codes." Uh, and then she's really upset, so she leaves, and then Eddie, and then. Um, the mom, like we talked about before when we were saying like learning to love and stuff, she's like, no, I think he actually cares about this woman. And he's like, how can that be? You know, and everything is like, like, look, motherfucker, Mm -hmm. he's in love. Let him go. Cool your shit. Right. So then Eddie Murphy's like, yeah, I care about this girl. I'm leaving. So he goes and finds Lisa and then they get on that train and he's all chasing her down. He's like, I love you. Then she's like, no, you don't. You're a prince. And he's like, I'm not a prince anymore. And he renounces his princedom and stuff. And she she still can't handle it, which I don't blame her. I mean, that's a lot of pressure, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And then that one lady's like, shit, man, you really a prince? I yeah. love you. And yeah, because like, she's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm leaving. And she leaves him on the train. And she and that old lady's like, if you're really a prince, I'll marry you. And he gives her those $500,000 earrings. And then that's the end of it. And then you just think from there, like, oh, it's all over. You know, it's sad and stuff. And they go back to Africa. And that's when the wedding's happening. Right. And I think it was... Because when they're leaving, the mom's kind of chewing his ass a little bit, the dad. Uh-huh. And then the other lady in the front seat is kind of like looking. They show her look back behind. Mm-hmm. I think she probably organized it, you know? Maybe something like that. Yeah, he's like... Between her and the mom. He's like, even if he loved her, I couldn't um, do anything about it because it's tradition. And he's like, who might have changed tradition? She's like, oh, that's weird. I thought you were the king. I thought you were the fucking king. Right. And so then, yeah, all of a sudden it's a wedding. And then, like, if you're watching the movie for the first time, you're like, oh, he went back home and married that other person. But then she walks down the aisle... And he doesn't even know when he flips off the, the veil. And he's like, oh, fuck, it's Lisa. And she's like, I know, I'm Lisa. And I couldn't stop laughing. Carrie's like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, because her dress is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, her dress is as big as a car. And then the train off of the end of it is like 80 feet long. Uh-huh. I don't know why. It just just all glorious and stuff. And so, yeah, so they kiss. And then the, the dude that was singing is like, look, Prince, we're not at that part yet. Mm-hmm. But then you know that Sammy was with the other wife-to-be. Mm-hmm. So kind of what I'm assuming is like they probably hooked up, you know, because she needed somebody like it's two happy endings, you know, Yeah. because you've got Akeem and then you've got the lady from Queens, Lisa. Uh-huh. And obviously they go off and she's like, nah, we probably better not renounce it, you know. And then you've got Semi there. I thought Semi, Mary, I thought Semi was hanging out with, I thought it was her sister, just with her hair was different, but I didn't pay no, attention it, that it was, uh It was the original wife. The original wife. She was oh. sitting there. And, okay. you know, because then she, like her whole life and everything, she's been growing up thinking, well, I, I have to marry this person, mm-hmm. you know? And so they, she got to marry him. So she fulfilled hers. Okay. And then he's like, I got my beautiful wife. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's my interpretation. I think I, that it, is, but, that does make more sense. But I don't know. And I haven't her seen sister the, is home potentially with um, Lisa's original boyfriend. With was it Joe or something? Hairspray or something. Yeah. Hairspray. Hairspray man. Like um. And then, yeah, they get married, and it's all happy, and then it goes back to the barber shop people at it's the joke. end. Huh? Do you, do you remember yeah, the joke? the joke when he he's just, he says something like, um, this guy's at a restaurant, and he comes over, he pulls the waiter over, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, taste my soup. And the guy's like, oh, what, is it not very good? He's like, no, taste my soup. And he's like, oh, is it too hot? Like, what's going on? I'll get it remade. And he's like, no, taste my soup. And he's like, is it too cold? I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, listen, motherfucker, taste my soup. And then the waiter's like, okay, where's the spoon? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then he like looks at Kevin. He's like, ah, oh, fuck you. What do you know about funny? <laughs> Dude, I fucking died laughing mm-hmm. on that joke. I love it. That was it. a good ass joke. Oh, man. It was a great movie, though. Yeah. I'm excited to see Coming to America. Me too. Also. So, uh, what do you think we should watch next week? I've got um, an idea. Unless okay. Unless you have an idea. Well, I have a whole list of ideas, but if you've got something, I really, throw it at me. I really want to watch Crocodile Dundee. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that is? That's basically the 80s. 